going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Field Four Court Press. I'm your host, Big T. Will. I got my man, Mr. Producer Extraordinaire, Michael Connell. What's going on, Mike? Yo, 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 T. Will. Oh, man, what a time to be alive. Sixers, Eagles in the playoffs, man. This is this is great. Philly sports, Joel Embiid, hoping for Jalen Hurts to play a little inspired football today. I'm uh, I'm jacked up, my man. Fired up, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yo, listen, man. Uh, real quick, man, shout out to the Birds. You know, wasn't expecting to be here, but we here in the playoffs. So do what you do best, man. Run the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and for, for for the love of Philadelphia, Jonathan Gannon, please don't sit back. Attack Brady up the middle. Put some pressure on him. He's missing a lot of weapons. And please take advantage of the situation. That's all we ask. Right, Mike? Exactly right, man. Hit, hit the nail right on the head. You know, that's all we ask. And, and just like uh, pressure, we're asking for uh, pressure from... Uh, well, I'm not, but fans are asking for pressure from Dal Morey to do something with 2-5. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, man, the way the Sixers are rolling, it looks like they don't need to. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, absolutely right. You know, uh, why why mess with this kind of, uh, you know, role that they're on? I mean, they, they, they are completely surging right now. One of the hottest teams in the league, I think. Uh, Memphis is starting to cool off a little bit. So you look at the Sixers and you're like, damn, these guys are really kind of on another level right now. And it's kind of unbelievable to me that Ben Simmons is, I guess, you know, focused on other things. He's got his personal life going on. He just proposed to his girlfriend or whatever. And I don't know. I don't understand how you don't want to become a part of this. Like it's gotta be, you know, winning is contagious. It is, it's, it's something that, you know, if you're a true competitor, you want to get involved in. And, and and Ben is is apparently not, if he's just going to sit back and watch this and, and not pay it any mind. So I, I think it's, it's, it's really like, yo, come on, man. You don't, you don't want to join in on the fun. Listen, he's a weirdo. Yeah. And we, we, we've, uh, we've uh, established that already. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, so when you got weirdos and you're doing weird things, Kyrie, Kanye <laughs> West, right. AB, uh-huh. you know, they all fall into that category of weirdos. So <laughs> it, it is what it is. But we're going to talk about something that's not weird, and that's the dominance of uh, Mr. Embiid right now. Mm. I mean, is he not giving the NBA, like, fits? Just giving them problems after problems the last 10, 11 games. I mean, Mike, I sent you a stat last night, didn't I? Right, yeah. What was that? I mean, it just it described as, in a snippet, a snapshot of Embiid's last 30 days. He had he's averaging 31.8 points per game, over 10 rebounds. He's shooting almost at 54% from the field. And he's uh he's getting a line too, man. He he shoots almost 12 free throws a game as well. That's unheard of for a seven-footer to be doing that. Exactly. You know, he he uh he just joined company, elite company with uh AI and Wilt Chamberlain as the only guy that had uh, eight straight games of 30 points or more in the 76ers uniform. And he just broke that record because he just got his 10th straight game with 30 points against Miami where mm-hmm. the Sixers won 109-98 with MB, excuse me, with MB 32 and 12. And, uh, you know, he had great support 
Steph Curry with 21. Uh, yeah. Allergic to 30 had 22. <laughs> and mind you, mind you, and, and people go look at this game and say, oh, he had a great game. 22 points, eight point, eight rebounds, three assists, played 42 minutes. He had 15 points in the first half. Right. Yeah. No, he, he stopped at 22. That was in the third quarter. I remember he had 22. So he did. I don't think he scored at all. He didn't score a point in the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, come on. But, but, you know, the naysayers are going to say, you know, allergic to 30, man, you had a good game. You had a solid all round game. That's what you expect from him. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and uh, good to see uh, Maxi being aggressive last night. Yeah. Looking yeah. for his shot. Niang off the bench looked well. And, you know, we got to talk about the local kid, Charlie Brown Jr., man. Uh, he gave some solid minutes. Uh, did, you're not looking for anything, you know, offensively from him, no offensive fire or anything like that. But he was, you know, active. And for being thrown in like that in the mix uh, was definitely uh, nice to see. Yeah, you're, you're just looking for something positive, you know, that he can – you can bring him to the table. You're not looking for him to, you know, show up and show out. You just, you know, don't don't do anything stupid. Don't take, uh, you know, away from what's already going on. So I I think he did exactly that, and hopefully he continues to do so. Yeah. What was key though is uh, Jimmy buckets had no buckets, and uh, Kyle Lowry was, uh, you know, he was MIA. Yeah. So you know, with those two having bad shooting uh, nights, and uh, Hero was. You know, here and there, they're, uh, Duncan Robinson didn't do nothing. And, you know, it was just it was just an all-around performance for the Sixers to uh, collapse on that game and uh, take that victory. Mind you, after coming off that loss against Charlotte, which was definitely a hiccup. But you know what? Charlotte has a lot of shooters. They spreaded the ball well, and um, they kept the Sixers off the glass, which most teams have been doing in this uh, season, which is very odd, but, you know, it's still something we have to talk about. So, right, you know, right. to have a bounce back win, you know, like that after uh, kicking Boston's ass, which I thoroughly enjoy, you know, back-to-back Celtics heat win, that's a that's a good start, Mike. We're halfway through the month of uh, January, and they still only have one loss, Mike. One loss in the month of January. Yeah, no, we, 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 we called it, you know, back, uh, you know, back in December, we we're saying how big this month was because, uh, you know, of the schedule. And ironically enough, the, the tough game that we, you know, we kind of circled on the calendar, which was the, the heat game last night and they took care of business, man. And I know we had, like you said, a little hiccup against Charlotte, but you know, that's going to happen here and there, but as long as you can kind of bounce back and you avoid losing, uh, you know, multiple games in a row, and, you know, this, these next few weeks, it can, you know, continue to ride this wave. You know, they're sitting at the five seed right now. Who knows what they're capable of to keep beating these teams ahead of them, uh, you know, in, in the standings like they did with Miami. Then by the end of uh, January, you know, looking forward to, you know, starting to get like, you know, to the down the stretch come March, April. You, you, you hope that they're, they're kind of continue to move up the ranks a little bit and, you know, we want we want to try to vie for that, that that top seed if possible, man. It's not out of the realm of possibility they keep stringing together, you know, solid nights and bead keeps balling out. It's something that you know it really could could wind up happening uh, if if they continue to to keep winning at this pace. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to touch on that because you said they're sitting in the fifth seed and, um, you know, they're, they're about to embark on bunching up the number one uh, seed in the Eastern Conference. They're yeah. two and a half games out of first place. Two and a half games out of first place. They're on a, they're nine and one their last 10 games and they have the best road record in the NBA, 16 yep. and eight. Now they're 500 at home, and we've always talked about with our home crowd, as I say ours as a Sixers fan, but with the Sixers home crowd and being one of the dominant home teams in the past, that needs to change. I don't know if it's got to start going from this month through the All-Star break and coming out of the All-Star break or what have you, but they got to start stringing some home wins to show that they're still a dominant team at home. But being two and a half games out right now, this is what we talked about. This is the run that the Sixers are, are making that no one's paying attention because, like, uh, I, I heard a snippet of Malika Andrews saying, you know, talking about the Sixers and they're being a hot team right now, you can't talk about the Sixers without mentioning 2-5. Well, why not? Yes, you can. You can talk about this team without talking about that weirdo. <laughs> I mean, it's just you choose to talk about him. You don't have to mention him while the Sixers are making a run because he's not part of the run. He's sitting at home crying. So, yeah, you can mention them right now without talking about them. I mean, two and a half games back right now, Mike, is, is crucial. It's crucial because right now the only team above them that I see that might give them fits is Milwaukee. Right. I feel like they can handle Chicago. They've proven they can play with the Nets. They've proven that they can play with the Heat, the, uh, the victory. It's Milwaukee. It's always been Milwaukee, though. We always talk about Milwaukee no matter what the last few seasons. And, uh, you know, they're only a game behind Milwaukee for the fourth seed. So, you know, here they come, Mike. That's yes, the sir. slogan, right? Here they yes, come. Sir. Our Sixers is, is, is making their push. But, you know, Getting back to Embiid and his dominance, uh, Mike Spolstra had some good comments about uh, what he said uh, at his post game. Why don't you play that for me? Yeah, you know, uh, great players do great things, and uh, he certainly did that uh, tonight. Um, and we had a lot of different, you know, coverages, different guys uh, guarding him. Um, you know, he he showed pretty much his full skill set uh, tonight, um, his ability to to face up. Uh, which made it, you know, uh, a little bit tougher sometimes to get to him, but he has that shooting ability and the touch uh, where he can do that. Uh, but he also can draw fouls and, you know, the offense rebound tip in, um, you know, everything else. He was just big, but showed a lot of uh, skill, uh, particularly in that fourth quarter. I mean, Spolster is dead right, man. The the skill set that MB shows is ridiculous from the face up game uh doubling him and you know his his uh awareness now to get rid of the ball when the double comes is just spot on like yeah no it's it's it really is high praise from i think personally speaking one of the best coaches in the in the nba eric spolstra and uh yeah he's he's right on the money and bead is kind of firing on all cylinders in terms of being so versatile in what he does whether he's scoring passing rebounding getting to the line uh, and, and playing solid defense. I mean, whatever, whatever it is, it, it, it seems like he's just 
locked in, dialed in, and, and he's being a real leader of this team. And I just think he's kind of taking this role of just putting the team on his back and he, and he's really running with it, man. And uh, it, it's honestly really, uh, I think almost unbelievable how unstoppable the team really is with just him being the leader. I feel like everyone has kind of fallen into place. Uh, you know, when Curry can play well, get 20 points, obviously Tobias, you know, disappears in the fourth quarter, but is still racking up uh, uh, points on the score sheet. And everyone else kind of does their thing and, 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 and is able to knock down shots. And the guys off the bench, the blue coats, are, are going to be able to, to you know, put, put in some productive minutes. Then you, you really think like, all right, wow, this team really is capable of beating just about anyone in this entire association. So I think that is, is something that I really did not have full faith in. But Embiid has completely changed my mind over the past couple of weeks. Well, listen, man, I told you, you know, take it game by game. Don't get emotionally attached to it. Yeah. And you will you will see and you'll see a, a clear understanding and a better vision of what our team put, potentially could be. Right. Right. You know, that run when COVID hit and, you know, they were having a little injuries. They were ass. <laughs> and you got a call where it was called. You know, yeah. we had uh, Gargano on and he, he, he chuckled at that because. There's not much you can say when a team is playing that bad because you got players playing out of position. You got your role players playing as starters. And then as your starters are coming back, your role players are still trying to get adjusted and acclimated back to their uh, original spot as a role player, not a starter. And it's just a whole mess. It's a whole mess that, that was going on. And thankfully, you know, we're almost healthy. The Sixers are almost healthy. And this is what they needed. They needed a soft spot in the schedule, which they finally got to uh, start racking up some wins and, you know, start showing the, the rest of the league and the East that they're still here with or without two five. Right. Mike, uh, is, is it er too early to say that uh, MB is the best player in the NBA right now? I mean, but like right now, I think he absolutely is. No one is playing better than he has, you know, the past month. Uh, and we talked about this uh, last week. We said, you asked me, you posed a question, you know, is he the MVP right now? And I was like, oh, well, you know, uh, it might be a bit of a homer pick, but I, I'm definitely going with Embiid. And you're like, well, listen, man, like if you put, put it all on the on paper and you look at it uh, from a stat wise versus, you know, looking at other, you know, Steph Curry, Giannis, whoever, maybe you want to compare him to. But not KD. only that, he Don't has the KD, man. Yeah, KD too. But he also had, you know, he also passes the eye test too. You look at, you watch a game versus you just look at this at the stat sheet. I think both are, are, are convincing enough to say, yeah, why, why not? Why is Embiid not the the best, or at least in the conversation in terms of being the the front runner for MVP right now? Because he passes both the eye test when you watch him play, and then he passes both. If you want to be a, you know, a stat geek and, and, and you know, compare different players <laughs> and what's going on, uh, you know, on the stat sheet. But yeah, I, I absolutely think it's, it's, uh, it's fair to say that right now. And I think, I think, I don't, I don't see any, any signs of him stopping, barring any injury, knock on wood. But I, I think absolutely, if he continues to, to, to play this well, night in, night out, you, you got, you got to give it to him. You have to. And I like how you use that analogy, the eye test, and not using the stat geeks 
and the uh, analytics. You right. Know, just use your eye test and just watch this guy. I mean, his footwork on the court is impeccable. And, you know, he's not turning the ball over as much. He's cut down on shooting the threes. His, his free throw percentage is up. His uh, points in the paint are up. You know, he's just – he's playing dominant. And, you know, the fact that he played as well as he played last night in front of Shaq even made me feel better, Mike. Right, right, I mean, yeah. That was that was great how they had Shaq courtside up close and personal to see and be ball out the way he did. So, you know, more of that is going to come from Embiid. So, you know, it's a good thing. And it's, and I'm telling you, just sit back and watch. Don't get emotional every game because, you know, this isn't the team to be emotionally attached to. But just yeah. enjoy it. You know, enjoy what we got right now. Mm-hmm. And let's ride, you know, let's ride it out to the uh, all-star break and uh, see what happens. But, yo, coming up, we got to get into this Rich Paul and the Sixers and sitting courtside with the uh, Sixers brass. We're going to talk about that. That and so much more in this edition of Philly Full Court Press. Stay with us, fam. Grab your drinks. We'll be back after these quick commercial breaks. We were born in a city that took on an empire and won. A city that goes its own way, then goes all in. We find our own way to win. We lift the game higher. We find beauty in blocks. Our history is making history. And just as we did then, we wanted more. We abandoned the rule book of basketball. We blend science with sweat. We draw on opponents in decibels because Philly doesn't follow convention. We lose more sweat, more sleep, more hours, more sanity. But we don't lose. We get hungry. Every fight has an underdog, and they can't stop 20,478 of us. Because on this team, in this city, Revolution is our name. If you want to make something that truly reflects the city of Philadelphia, it better be great. It better stand the test of time. You better expect to work if you want the results. That's just how the city was built. And that's just how we're made. You see, here, greatness requires a push and a pull. A challenge, a goal. A chase, a pursuit. But when you get there, by day or night, you'll turn the curve into as great a city as you'll find anywhere. Where the stars light up the night, reflecting. Icon. Rock the baby to sleep and Reflecting greatness. Reflecting the spirit of competition that's fueled us from the start. Built for the city. Built for the night battle.
Get exclusive player photos, team videos, and more with the official Sixers mobile app. Download the app for free at Sixers.com app. Everybody, Philly Full Court Press, T. Will, Michael Connell, um, Mike. Man, so we we touched about two five, and yep. uh, Rich Paul was at the last Sixers uh home game where they got uh, shellacked by Charlotte, and um, you know it was interesting how it came up because NBA frenzy, you know how it gets, Rumorville. People want to go out there and be first, but give you no real content, no real information. <laughs> right. You know, it was crazy. So basically, we'll break it down for you. Rich Paul came in to meet with the Sixers brass. They had lunch. And, you know, Tyrese Maxey is a client of Clutch Sports, by the way. So mm-hmm. to, to have Rich Paul there to see his client is not, you know, unusual. It's unusual to see how it happened, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they come in and Rich Paul basically was like, you know, what's, what's the latest on Ben Simmons? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, God. you know, if you asked all your Rich Paul mouthpieces out there, they would tell us the latest. So, um, you know, Sixers Brass, I don't know, uh, who was all at the lunch, but I'm going to assume it was Maury and Elton Brand, maybe Doc. Maybe, um, you know, uh, one of the owners. But anyway, they are all having lunch. And Paul asked, you know, what's the latest on 2-5? And they said, well, you tell us. Is he ready to play? Yeah. And he says, no. They, they said, well, there's no nothing to, to report. <laughs> yeah, what else is going to be the latest? What, what possibly could it be now? <laughs> exactly. If you have nothing to give us, if you're not telling us he's ready to play, then we have nothing for you. And we warned everyone that this could take the whole year. Daryl Morey said it could take four years of his contract. Four years, $157 million. It could take all of four years. So yep. be prepared. And people laughed at that, Mike. Remember? Yeah, yeah it was like a meme, you know? They, they laughed and joked about it. But, you know, when you have someone like Woj, who comes on, and we call Woj the, uh, the source... And Woj comes on and, and tells you, you know, and he chuckles at it when they asked him, what's the latest with 2-5? And he laughed and said, nothing. There's nothing going on. <laughs> you know, there's no movement. There, the, the Sixers are, are steadfast into letting this ride out through the trade deadline if they don't get what they want. And, and pretty much it was a wasted luncheon for Rich Paul. Yeah. You know, don't waste their time or yours. If you if your client isn't ready to come back and perform, then there's no need for you to be here unless you're here to talk about, uh, you know, how uh, Maxie's growth is going. 
And what are your future plans for him? So, I mean, it, it, it's just all comical. It's like a cat chasing his tail around and around and around. The one oh. thing I did get out of that, though, Mike, is when Woj said uh, prior to that was the report uh, when we talked about last episode was 2-5 was ramping up his workout. He was ready to come back right, and play. Right. Yeah. Now you're asking, what's the latest with him? Is there anything on? And they say no. Now he's all of a sudden, he don't want to play. I mean, talk about being confused. Oh, my God. It's it's so frustrating at this point. And it's like literally like breaking news, update on the Ben Simmons situation. Nothing has changed. Like, it's just like... <laughs> It's, it's the same crap every single time, you know, there's a new headline. Oh, oh, trade talks are heating up. But it's like, oh, my God. And, you know, we're doing our due diligence. We're, we're, we're you know, obviously have to talk about it because it is, unfortunately, you know, a pretty dominant storyline in, you know, the Sixers basketball media, you know, surrounding environment. But it's just it's so frustrating that. You know, t- week in, week out, day in, day out, whatever it is, you know, we 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 get on and we're good sports about it. I think I think T will at this point because I feel like we realize like, all right, w- w- there's really nothing to do besides right, just right, be right. patient and laugh. But it's just like it's exhausting. It's right? so exhausting, and it's just like you're you're beating a dead horse, and it's just oh my god, man. I, I'm just I'm just sick of the of the whole situation, and I really like want the the storyline of the national media should be. Watch out for the Sixers. They're hot. Joel Embiid is uh, an MVP right, favorite. Right, but right. instead, instead, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about Ben Simmons. They're talking about the Memphis Grizzlies and Ja Morant. They've been getting all the hype for their winning streak and how well they've been playing. And the Sixers don't even get talked about. It's ridiculous. And whenever they do, it's about 2-5. So I, and that, I'm sorry. And that's the I, disturbing I'm so tired. part, right? That's the real disturbing part, how the team is playing well without them, but yet they still got to mention them. Oh, they still got to mention them. I mean, last season, the Sixers were the number one seed most of the year. Yeah. Actually, 98% of the year, they were yeah. the number one seed, and they got no love. None. 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 And now they're starting to play well. They're two and a half games out of first place, and they're putting their name and their hat back in the mix. Yep. And they're getting no love. Zero. got to talk about 2-5. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's exhausting, but I think we did a pretty good job this season navigating through it. Yeah, and um, not really giving it all the 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 lack, all the luster that it wants. You know, we kind of tampered that those uh, you know expectations of of him being traded right away and preseason and draft. Because remember, Mike, we had a um, a Sixers insider. You know, he was the guy. And he he got on local radio and said he'd be going. He ain't playing. He's doing this. He's doing that. Right. And and we and we bucked that, Mike. Yeah, yeah. And no we doubt. bucked that because of the information we had. And you know when he got out there and said all that and and wrote in the newspapers and stuff, it was like it caught wildfire. Yeah. Every outlet, every Zoomer, every wannabe, <laughs> every, every, I'm, I'm covering this, I'm covering that person, ran with it. And they all had two five out of here. Every last one of y'all. Everybody. And I dare you to, to, to say you didn't. 
I double dare you. Yeah. Come holler at me because I'll pull all your receipts. <laughs> and the only shots. one that didn't have them out of here was who, Mike? Us. 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 We didn't have them out of here. We knew this was going to happen. We kept our ears to the real streets. Mm-hmm. And we tried to give y'all real content. Yes. This guy was going to be here. For start of the season, what happened? He was here. Five games in, he reported. He was in camp. All right, practice. Got kicked out of practice. Now he's practicing on his own. But he's still here. But I literally he's remember here. I remember back in, in June, it was we were still kind of recovering from uh from the from the, the Hawks disappointment. And you were saying, I I vividly I can literally hear you saying this is like you just started laughing. I was like, Oh my God, what are you about to say right now? And you're like, you know what? He's gonna be here come, you know, start of the season. He's going to be here. I have, I have a gut feeling. I know it. And what do you know? You know, four months later, five months now, now at this point, almost eight months later, he's still here. So still here. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that episode. I forget which one it was, but it just, it hit me as you were yeah. talking that yeah. I was like, man, this guy's going to be here. He's still <laughs> going to be here. And sure enough, yep. you know, and, and I'm going to tell you something, you know, the 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 gambling aspect that Maury is playing right now with this, he potentially could be here next season. Right, right. And yeah. the Sixers still could get their guy. They still can get their guy. Prayers up. The Sixers still get the guy that they're targeting or players. Okay. Then you take those both deals that you keep seeing on the internet and what people are talking about for two five because you already got your guy once you get your guy then you can make those bs trades mike right but until you don't get your guy you keep them until mm-hmm. you get your guy yeah that makes sense yep that's all i mean that's all it is mike play that uh that woes clip about uh, Jalen Brown, because we said that wasn't happening. I think it's showing that Philadelphia remains, you know, determined to try to get, you know, a difference maker back for him. You know, listen, they would love to have Jalen Brown from the Celtics. Boston has made it clear to Philly. You know, I think the other teams around the league who've called, they are not splitting up Jason Tatum uh, and uh, Jalen Brown. Right. Uh, So Boston's packages of Marcus Smart and some of those any year of your pick of young players in Boston, that's not getting it done for a player of Ben Simmons's caliber. And listen, Philly's going, I, I really believe they're willing to take this to the NBA draft and to the summer. There you go. What was just told you? The, it, the offer that the Boston Celtics are giving the Sixers is not moving the needle. The Sixers don't want your young players, your young brass, couple picks for 2-5. They don't want that. No. They want an all-star caliber player. There's Boston saying that they're not breaking up Brown and Tatum. And the Boston Howard reported that. Remember that, Mike, when that story came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. They were freaking out. They were freaking out. And we and we gave you all the real content on that one because we had another local writer yep. who was who put that out there and it caught wildfire again. You know, and Boston Harold said they're not breaking these two up. 
the Boston media went crazy about that. They're like, what are you guys talking about? And, and, and rightfully so, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's not going. They're not making that trade. So just enjoy Tyrese Maxey's growth. Enjoy Curry growing, settling in. Cross your fingers that Allergic to 30 can show up in the second half of any basketball game and give you more than <laughs> seven points in the second half. Right. And, um, you know, as long as uh, Niang doesn't hit a wall, which he shouldn't. He's a, a, a vet in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, as if Cork Maz can 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 get hot. The one thing I noticed about Cork Maz, uh, I'd rather him instead of taking that quick quick three when he first comes in the game. I want him to, to get lathered up, as we say, get some cardio. Yeah, yeah. You know, get some cardio up and down. Maybe go up for a layup, uh, mid range shot before he starts jacking them up. Yeah, I feel like he feels, like, obligated to start chucking for whatever reason. Right, right, right. And it, there's no need for it when he comes in. So, you know, do what you do, but get warmed up first before you come in the game. Yeah, get get in the flow of the game, exactly. Get in the flow of the game. Once you get in the flow of the game, get your juices running, then, you know, then chuck one up, and then we'll know what kind of night he's going to have. Right, right, right. But uh, with Niang and, and, and Korkmaz and them playing, you know, the better the better the, the situation is with the bench, the better the team is playing, and you can see a direction with them. So, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Don't worry about two fives. Make sure you're voting for MB for All-Star. You know, obviously, I want to get his votes up. Uh, yeah, yeah. You saw on the account, Mike. Uh, we got a lot of uh, retweets. Yeah, that blew the, up. That blew up. Yeah, for the double voting, make sure you see that. And uh, you know, we definitely. I'd like to see Maxi get there. You know, he he's he's in the he's in the mix. I doubt he will, but just to see him be talked about it, that'd be cool. Um, I always liked when two five played around this time of the year because he showed his his dominant force of getting to the All Star game because he wanted to be an All Star. Yes. And it, was all, it always felt good to have two Sixers representing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Love him or hate him, you know, he represented the city being in an all-star game along with MB. And you had two players from the Sixers there. And right. I can't tell you the last time that's happened. It was always AI for years and years and years. Yet Iguodala in the dunk contest, who got robbed to this day, yeah, he had uh, Corver in the three-point shootout, and maybe we'll get Curry in a three-point shootout this year. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But you know, we always had AI representing us in the game. We really didn't have a, a, a secondary sixer. Uh, you got to go back, I guess, Barkley, and I don't even, I can't even remember if uh, Barkley had someone side by side with him in the uh, All Star game. Yeah, no, it was definitely like a kind of a prideful, uh, you know, thing to have. It was almost, it seemed like a year in, year out thing for a while. So, yeah. So, you know, I always, I, I, I felt good and took a lot of pride in that. Yeah. You know, having two five there with Embiid and, you know, and that's what kind of what Maury wants. He wants, you know, he wants that all-star caliber player back playing next to Embiid. And having that person represent the city as well. So, you know, we'll look at that. Uh, coming up, we're going to break down the next few games. Uh, we're going to uh, check out the schedule. We're going to look ahead. And uh, we're going to wrap things up. And we've got a nice little final thought, man, on Philly Full Court Press. 
So stay with us, grab your drinks. We'll be back after these quick commercial breaks. Get exclusive player photos, team videos, and more with the official Sixers mobile app. Download the app for free at sixers.com slash app. Hey, Vito's. Hey, oh, you want two steaks? Hold on. Hey, hey steak. 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 Coming on. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, we got burgers. Hey, what's a burger? What does he want? Burger. We got the cheese steak. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. a cheese steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The both two. Forget call. about it. Drop the phone. What? what do you want? Cheese steak or you want a burger? Hey, what's he want? Burger. Hey, Pop, he wants a cheese steak and a burger on one buck. What does he want? we do that? We don't do that. Sign up now for Sixers Camps presented by Rothman. Are you ready? Yeah! Learn the fundamentals of basketball from Philadelphia 76ers players, staff, and coaches. Good shot. There you go. Give me five. From the ages of 5 to 17, Sixers Camp programs meet the needs of all skill levels. Sign up now at SixersCamps.com or call 610-668-7676. One, two, three, about two five situation and uh the schedule so we want to look ahead and see what's going on and uh with the rest of the month so this week they got the the wizards which the sixers always seem to struggle down in washington but lately they've been playing well mm-hmm. i think they should take that win and then come home against the orlando magic who folded and then yes. you have a beat-up Clippers team. So you should handle them. Then they go out to San Antonio, where they don't play well at all. doesn't matter what San Antonio team is out there. Yeah, no. So, you know, could that be a, a, a hiccup before they come home for uh, the Pelicans and then the Lakers on TNT? Oh, yeah. So... There's a hiccup somewhere in there. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Wait, before I get into it, yo, the Lakers got beat by 30. What? Yeah, I was doing the game last night for Sirius. They got smacked. <laughs> the Nuggets just completely dismantled them. It was unbelievable. And Russell Westbrook was trying to start a fight with Aaron Gordon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, how about you fight your teammates because y'all was down by 30 at that point? Oh, my God. It, uh, game, game got out of hand quick. Real quick. And Jokic put up another triple-double. I yep. mean, Jokic is the real deal. I mean, you can't hate on him. Can't hate on him. He, Facts. He, he, he's a baller, man. And uh, 
look, they're down uh, one of my favorite players in the league, Murray. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamal Murray's out for the year recovering. And, and Jokic, the same as Embiid, you know, he's throwing his team on his back. But Jokic has a little more help, I feel like. I think his his role players know exactly what they have to do, and they respond. So, you know, let's hopefully the Sixers uh, role players do the same as well for uh, in Beast. Yeah, Bones Highland. Remember that kid? He's the rookie from BCU. We were talking about him in the draft special. Yes. He went off for 27 last night. The dude was just hot. Listen, man, in, in nights like that, we're going to happen. They're going to happen. But, you know, when we when we talk about rookies in, in our draft special, it seems like they always pop up throughout the league, yeah. throughout the year. Right, so totally. He, he, he's another one. But, you know, it's a solid, that was a solid draft pick for them. And, um, you know, Denver's still hanging in there, Mike. Yeah. Still hanging around the Western Conference. I mean, they're, they're sixth right now. Granted, they're 10 games out of first. And I can't see anyone catching Phoenix or Golden State. But, um, you know, they're they're there. They're seven and three in our last ten. Yeah. Um, they're underperforming at home, and it looks like throughout the league, a lot of teams that normally good home teams are underperforming at home. So it's not just our uh, Sixers here, but um, yeah, they're they're hanging around in the mix, man. They they should be playoff bound, but you know they're not going to make too much noise. But right, good for right. them to get back there without Murray. So yeah, I love seeing the the Lakers get get smacked. You know, <laughs> of course, of course, that was. That was uh, enjoyable last night. I actually stayed up and watched that game. Right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so somewhere along the line, there's a hiccup in here. Can't really pinpoint it. Maybe San, uh, San Antonio. Um, let's put it like this. You give me one hiccup between Washington, Orlando, Clippers, Spurs, Pelicans, and Lakers, I'll be fine. Because that only gives you two losses for the month of January. And you have two more games to fill out the month, which would be Sacramento and Memphis. So you lose three games in in January. You've exceeded our expectations of 10 and four. Yeah. And they added one because they're making up the Pelicans game from December 19th. So. Yeah, well, they, yeah, that, that would be twelve counts. and three. Yeah, that would be twelve and three. So that would be that's that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's still in the month. It, that Pelicans game was the month of January, right? Right? It wasn't in December. They just moved it. Yeah, it was a makeup, but instead of uh, you know fourteen games, which it was originally, no, so now it's fifteen. Fifteen, with, with right? Right. In, I got in you. January. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So that would be that would be impressive, man. And that's something that, uh, man. What did I ask for? Twelve and two. Yes, that would be the standard. Yes, they lose, so they lose two games, potentially just the third one off the hiccup for Charlotte. I don't know, Mike. Should I start getting emotional again? <laughs> <laughs> if they uh, if they can do this again in February, then I think it's uh, that's time. A uh, quick look at February. Ten games. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Feb- wow! I didn't know February was just light. Ooh. I mean, there's there, there's like the the Bucks, Suns, yeah, and Bulls in there, yeah, but aside from that, aside from that, the Bulls or something. I just see the the only thing that sticks out to me is the Suns and Bucks, really. Yeah. Well, we gotta get into that next episode, Mike. Yeah. 
it's looking promising, Philly. It's looking promising. But um, yo, man, wrap things up, man. So uh in B's dominant performances is gonna keep going. Uh you know, he scored, I gotta correct myself, he scored 25 against the uh, Celtics. So he, he lost the consecutive game streaks, but he added one to you know games over 30 when he against the Heat when he had 32. Um I don't see I, I agree with Woj and I agree with myself that I don't see two five situation happening coming to a head by all-star break by trade deadline. I see this playing out throughout the season. And um, you know, we're just gonna continue to, to to keep our ears open and give you the real to real and not real and uh figure out what's gonna happen. I do trust in Maury. And I do think Maury's doing the right thing, although he's doing he's he's playing he's doing a he's playing a big poker hand right now. Oh yeah. So, you know, hopefully he's got you know more than uh, two aces in his hands because uh, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. Mike, what's your final thoughts? Wrapping things up. Yes, sir. I uh, just want to say happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody out there. We are we got the long weekend for a reason. And uh, Sixers got a big game in the nation's capital. So it's pretty cool uh, to, to, to watch that game. I think they're going to do a nice tribute for Dr. King. And, uh, you know, it's something to, 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 to realize kind of how important he was for the civil rights movement and kind of where we're at today. Uh, you know, it's, it's important to kind of realize the roots of this country and, and where, uh, where everything is started. So it's uh, it's a beautiful thing, you know, long live Dr. King. And I'm looking forward to watching that game and, and, and getting the, uh, the tribute going in the nation's capital. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep quiet on some of those situations you said, uh, cause I'm very strong opinionated, but, uh, MLK day is always one of my favorites. Uh, we always, uh, have to, uh, take steps back and be reminded right. of what we went through to get where we were until the last four years happened. So we have to understand your history to move forward. And, you know, time heals all. And right now we don't have enough time to hear what we're going through. So it's always good to be reminded on things that has happened in the past to hopefully bring us together for our future. So, you know, the MLK day, the Sixers and the uh, Wizards, I think that's a, a, a good game in the nation's capital, like you said. And uh, I always look forward to the, the, the jerseys that they wear on MLK day. Yes. So, you know, that's going to be fun. But uh, on that note, Mike, I want my final thought, man, go birds. That's it. Go birds. Get that win, mother fathers. <laughs> Mike, this is part of the show we call Q&A, where I ask a question and, you know, we get responses. And if I don't know the answers to it, sometimes I find the answers to them. Uh, we got a good one here, Mike. Just give me a couple, man, because uh, I'm going to get ready for this game, Mike. Yes, yes. sir. <laughs> get ready for this game. Yeah, you, you said, who who is the MVP right now in the NBA? And we got some good responses. Uh, one guy is SGA enthusiast. 
He said, play 65 games in one season, once in your career, and maybe we can start considering Joel Embiid as MVP. All right, fair, fair point. I, I've talked about it. Fair point. I'm not going to kill him about it. It was a fair point. And that's what I heard him last season. He had those 18-plus games that he that he missed. This year, I think he is on the uh, – the doorstep of 65 70 games right yeah that's uh you know if he continues to play at this pace absolutely so you might have your answer right this season what else you got mike this is from uh keegan he said it's about time joel and b gets talked about he dominates on offense and defense Jokic, not even close we've been saying that for two seasons now you know Jokic is he's a baller he's a baller but he don't play no D, and Embiid plays both sides of the ball. I mean, that's that's a fact. That's a great great spot on tweet right there. What else you got? This is from Kobe three. He said Embiid gets a friendly whistle, which inflates his stats. Retweet if you agree. Hashtag LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, listen, as as you know. The Lakers may be playing like ass, but, uh, you know, LeBron is putting up some just remarkable numbers right now. So, will he get talked about for MVP? Maybe. Depends. Depends on where the Lakers are at at the time coming down the stretch. But he's putting up great numbers to be, you know, in the conversation. But I doubt he'll get talked about because of the team that, you know, the team surrounding. What else you got, Mike? This is uh, actually a, a funny little conversation, a back and forth that was between two guys. Bantu Blood tweeted, Embiid and Jokic are boring, though. And Michael Dabowski retweeted at him, or tweeted at him, LMAO, seeing what Embiid can do with the ball for his height and weight is simply amazing. His footwork, not quite like Elijah Wan, but close. Not to mention he shoots close to 40% from three. Boring my arse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that that uh, whoever whoever that was that said that uh, it's boring is a person who is looking for the high flying, bombs away three, yeah, all up and down, no 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 kind of flow to the game whatsoever, and probably doesn't have a favorite team. Probably just has a you know we probably like multiple individuals in the league that he cheers for. You know that that right there sniffed that out as a um, as an analytic guy, stat guy. <laughs> Yeah. You no. Know? But uh yeah, MB's footwork is phenomenal. We talked about it. And you, you know, he is shooting 43% from beyond the arc. He's shooting over 85% from the line. He's shooting almost 70% from inside the paint. He's giving you the work. He's giving he put like Mike said earlier in the show, he's giving you that eye test. Just just follow along. Just follow along because 21 is is real. He's real. And he's not wasting his prime. The Sixers aren't wasting his prime. Daryl Morey's not wasting his prime. He's just coming into it. Into mm-hmm. it. This is only, like I said last episode, this is the, only his second year of putting back-to-back good years. This is his first time doing it. Right. But this is the second year that he is showing us. Because last season and now this season. The, that's not wasting no prime. He he just understanding himself and there's only you know and the ceiling is high 
the ceiling is high. His growth is, is going to be remarkable. Wait till next season. I'll watch. Just see. Just watch and see. Mike, give me like two more. This is from uh, Chase. He says, MVP is a whole season award. Giannis has been on top since the first week. Embiid just had a nice stretch, but it hasn't been like that since week one. Yo, Giannis's numbers are right there. The last three seasons, he's been averaging what he is right now, and he's been talked about in the MVP the last three seasons, and he won it three seasons ago. Um, Giannis actually has not been like that from day one because Milwaukee came out the gates really bad. They were struggling coming out of the gates, and Giannis didn't put together any good games. They might have had a championship hangover early, but they turned. They since turned that around quickly. And Giannis has been dominant. Uh, I've always liked the Greek freak. And I think he may be there in the conversation at the end. Embiid stretch isn't just he's been consistent all season. And it's, it's just that in this stretch, he's just been more dominant. That's all. That's all it is. So what else you got, Mike? Uh, this is uh, Nathan Mudang. He said, since Embiid is back from COVID, he has been so great having stats beyond everyone else's and being consistent every game. That is a fact, no question about it. We're going to leave it at that, Mike, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, listen, man. I'm your host, Big T. Will. That's my man, Michael Connell. This is Philly Full Court Press. We appreciate y'all mother fathers. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. What's up, everyone? This is Mike O'Connell from Philly Full Court Press. You can find Full Court Press on any streaming podcast platforms. Follow Full Court Press on Twitter at Full Court 76 and Instagram at Full Court Press 76. If you have any questions for us or for the staff, email us at fullcourtpress76 at gmail.com. As always, we thank you so much for the support and we truly appreciate it.